What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 51 of Super Nerd Pals. In this episode, we talk about my adventures at Katsukon 2016, and we also talk about all-new Wolverine number 5. Remember, please tune in to the first episode of Anime's Weird, which came out about two weeks ago. You can find it on our feed on SoundCloud or on iTunes. And also, be sure to support our friend of the show, Ryan, who has launched her brand new podcast called Cannibalism and Coffee. You can check out the show notes below where you can find the links and her website. All right, pals, thank you for listening and have a good one. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is Super Nerd Pals, episode 51. 51! It's Stan Gadurski. It's Chris Sampson. Hey, yo! It's not Andy Karasquilla. He ain't here. He's in another ghost dimension. You know, it's been really hungry. It took you, <laughs> and it took Andy, and it took you again. And it's, I'm the it's only terrible. one who hasn't been in the ghost dimension yet. You're the, you're the one... You're the crux of the situation that keeps us all grounded in the real world. I think what it is is that your shadow is the ghost dimension. So Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're you you exist in the real world but then the ghost dimension itself is like your your dark half. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like your trunk in the ghost charger is is the ghost dimension. That's true. Yes. And he gets lonely sometimes. So he pulls you or he pulls Andy just to hang out, crack a few beers and Go drag racing in, in hell with <laughs> Mad Max and Godzilla. Go drag racing in hell. Yeah. Uh, so how are you, Stan? Uh, how has your week been? I heard you uh, you, you uh, beat Wind Waker. Hell yeah, beat Wind Waker HD. Been trying to beat that fucking game Woo! for 12 years. 12 years trying to beat that game. So, so did you start playing it back in the GameCube and then just stopped or you just, yeah. So, um, so here's like, what happened. What happened? I, I, why, I, why 12 years? I picked up wind waker for the GameCube when it came out in like 2003. And so I, it was the first Zelda game that I ever personally owned. And it was also the, the, the first time I ever had a Zelda game. and was determined to beat it. Cause I played Zelda before I played like Majora's mask, Ocarina, a link to the past, but I never like, it was never a serious endeavor. I never like played it to beat it. I just was like running around with the sword or whatever, going ha ha. You know, it was never. But then, Wind Waker was the first game from the Zelda franchise that ever really caught my attention because it's just the whole sailing on the ocean and the whole aesthetic, the whole cel shaded like aesthetic was really interesting to me. And I just, I just liked the whole concept and I, I love the way the graphics were and everything. So I was, I was one of the people who was into it. You know, and a lot of people at the time weren't into the way wind waker looked but um i wasn't the same way i fucking thought wind waker was great anyway so i played through wind waker most of it like i probably got 90 percent of the way on the gamecube and then there's this there's this point point in the game where you have to collect the pieces of the triforce and i think there's like 16 pieces in the gamecube version and most of them are, are buried at sea and you need like treasure charts to find them. So they're a pain in the ass to find to begin with. But it's it was 2003 when I was playing this game. So I had a shitty like CRT television 
the GameCube. Oh. The GameCube was hooked up with an RF cable. I didn't even have like AV cables. It was just like the one cable. So the screen looked like garbage. And I was still like my memories of Wind Waker look like the Wind Waker HD version. But there it wasn't like that at all, like in reality. So I remember it looking terrible, but I also remember it looking beautiful. So I don't know, like it there's like a it doesn't match up. But anyway, so when you're getting treasure from the ocean, there's like this glowing spot on the water that you sort of sail up to and you have to salvage the treasure from the from the bottom of the ocean. When you get near the treasure, it disappears. So you can still hear it. It makes this little like this like humming noise when you get near it but the glow spot disappears so it becomes impossible to like see exactly where it is you just kind of use your your hearing or whatever but the tv was so garbage that it it was impossible to see the spot to begin with and the sound was terrible so it was impossible to hear what the hell where it was coming from so it made finishing wind waker on the gamecube impossible for me at the time and so that's kind of where the I, I had a joke for a while that I had the, the Zelda curse. I was never able to finish a Zelda game. And that started with the GameCube version of Wind Waker. And ever since then, I was never able to like go back and finish any Zelda games. Like, never been able to finish Twilight Princess. I started it like a shitload of times. Never was able to finish Majora's Mask. And then last year, I finished Majora's Mask. And so this time, I was like, you know what? I got a little time before school starts. Let me finish Wind Waker HD. And the HD version is good because it, it actually cuts the amount of Triforce pieces in half, so you only need to find eight. And only three That's great. Yeah, only three of those eight are actually in the ocean, so you only have to really go searching for about three of them. See, uh, I don't know. I never played Wind Waker, but sixteen in the ocean seems a lot. And is there like some treasure diving aspect where you have to like swim underwater and like no, you discover don't, you don't have to swim underwater, but there is a, an attachment to the to the king of red lions where it's like a claw and you have to drop the claw into the ocean and kind of dig out the the treasure from the ocean which is just a pain in the ass when it's like you know when you have to when you can't see where it is or you can't hear where it is it becomes impossible so i think half about half of the triforce pieces were were not in the ocean so i think in the hd version there was five that you didn't have to go diving for so that might have been the same as the gamecube version but there was like at least eight that you had to go diving for, which That's was insane. Yeah, it's it was basically impossible for me at the time. Um, but they they improved the game a lot for the HD version. They they cut they cut cut out most of those um, stupid treasure diving stuff. They they gave you the swift sail, which made sailing on the ocean a lot faster, and it made the wind made it so that the wind was always at your back. So you never had to really take out the wind waker and change the position of the ocean waves at all, which, which streamlines sailing a lot. And it, it, you don't have to use it, but I was definitely not going to like slowly sail across the ocean, especially spin since I beat most of the game the, the first time on the GameCube. Um, But yeah, like I, I, I decided like, screw it. Like, let me, let me play through wind waker and, I did like slowly like would pick up Wind Waker whenever I was in the middle of playing something like basically using Wind Waker as a buffer as like a palate cleanser whenever I would finish something else like um, and you've been you've been on a giant giant purge of like all these other titles so you've been really productive and uh, how many hours did you put into the game 
probably not long probably like 20 25 hours um i was i would i'd pick it up i'd play it and i'd put it down most it's mostly because uh what you were saying earlier that i was like trying to beat so many games is because i knew i wouldn't have any time once school started so i wanted to get as much done as possible during my break um wind waker was one of those games and i was i was kind of picking up here and there it was you know like i said be palette cleanser i didn't want to like like I would be playing Resident Evil Zero, and then I want to stop pl- playing Resident Evil Zero to go and like fuck around in Wind Waker because Wind Waker is like a lot of fun and it's like it's light and whatever. I'm rambling. Wind Waker was great. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good game. Um, I find it funny. Like I, again, like this is from like secondhand sources, but I think we also mentioned on the podcast before. But like Wind Waker was like very polarizing when it came out. And and now it seems like everyone loves it, even though it seemed to get a lot of hate back in the day. Like, like do you remember like the reception it got? Oh yeah, at least I I totally remember, and I, I felt weird about it because I was actually genuine genuinely excited for Wind Waker when I when I was like a kid, you know, and like I would read about it in an issue of like EGM or something or Game Informer. And be like, oh, this new Zelda game. I'm like, oh wow, this looks awesome. I have a GameCube. I need games for it. Why not get Zelda? You know. And I ended up really enjoying it. And and it's it's one of my favorite Zelda games. Like it's probably tied in first place with like Majora's Mask. You know. So I feel I feel really I feel really good about finally going and finishing it because it's you know that like that was the start of the Zelda curse, and now the Zelda curse is like officially done. Like now that I finally went back and finished Wind Waker, and it feels good. The ending was really cool. Uh, it was the last boss fight against Ganondorf was like so awesome, and it just looks gorgeous on the Wii U. So it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Nice. So when are you gonna start Twilight Princess? I ain't gonna start Twilight Princess. Fuck that game. Really? Yeah, like, no. You just don't like, or is it too long, or just I I, I don't know. I, again, you're talking to like a Zelda newbie, so I don't like. I never really liked Twilight Princess. It didn't really. It didn't really vibe with me. I got I got it on the on the Wii, I think, when it came out. For the, it was like one of the first Wii games that I ever got. And I just I wasn't into it. It was part of me was like thinking it was the was Zelda curse, but I still really don't. I don't know. There's something about playing through most of the game as a wolf and how like dark and I don't know. Majora's Mask is dark, but I like it. But I don't. Something about Twilight Princess just isn't really capture me super super grimdark i don't know it just it just doesn't interest me i'm i'm looking forward to hyrule warriors for is it called hyrule warriors i think it is called yeah so they're re-releasing it for the 3ds and around march and so that's (gasps) i'm are you serious yeah i'm looking forward to that it's also it's gonna have like all the dlc so you're gonna get to play as toon link and tingle and um tetra and the the king of red lions you get to play as the fucking boat it, yeah, uh, yeah, a boat. Yeah, so you're you're That's, basically can you fight with a with, with an oar or your sail or something? So basically, what it is is you're playing as a king of red lions in his human form, and whenever you end like a combo or attack somebody, you turn into a boat and you hit them. Oh my god! <laughs> so you like slam into the. He's like a transformer. He'll just transform into a boat and just like slam into somebody. So that's gonna be awesome. You can play as Skull Kid in this version, and it's Dynasty Warriors, but with all the Zelda characters and. I skipped it on the Wii U around the time that I heard the 3DS version was going to come out. I never I never bothered playing it, but I think having it portable and being able to take it with me is going to be really good. And it feels like since it's like a little hack and slashy and stuff, 
it feels suited to like playing on the go you know i'm so ex- yeah i'm uh, like i said before i'm picking up my 3ds really soon and yeah that seems like a, a, the perfect pick me up and i love i love dynasty warriors i love sengoku Brasara. i love all these types of like crazy over the top slashers so the only video i've seen was with um princess zelda and she was launching like kamehameha triforce beams attacks and like this is so cool i don't know anything about zelda but i'm picking this game up so that's that's really cool that's coming to the 3ds yeah and the 3ds version is gonna have linkle the the female version of link and she's got like i don't know if you heard about this chris but she's got two two crossbows that she dual wheels and she like she uses them like john woo <laughs> she's just like oh my god spinning around with two there crossbows. has to be like a like a chicken or like a dove that slowly flies in <laughs> front of her before she goes into like a bullet time gunkata combo yeah oh, that's so good i'm I'm like super i'm super looking forward to hyrule warriors for 3ds it's just it's it's definitely on the top of my list but i'm so happy that wind waker is done like it's such a weight off my shoulders and i'm ready for the nx version of zelda that's gonna come out or maybe it'll come oh, is out that, well is that confirmed is it confirmed no i know it's it's definitely supposed to be coming out for the wii u but it might no no it's not it's not confirmed yeah but it's i think they're gonna do what they did with twilight princess and release it on both consoles you know because twilight princess was on the gamecube then it was on the wii so i think they'll probably do the same thing for this but i have the wii u anyway so i'm just i just want i'm just ready for future zeldas actually i should probably go back and play skyward sword because i never played that one either I, I need be... to play all of them. Yeah, I should also. I need to go back and play Link to the Past. I need to go and play like a Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. I need to finish Ocarina of Time. You know, I'm just. I I kind of want to do what Zach does with Final Fantasy, but I don't have the patience to play through every Zelda in a row. You know. Oh uh, well, I mean, then play the ones that you like, or you're just more interested in. I'll play through them eventually. It just might take me like every every year. I'll play a new Zelda or something. Cause even as much as I love Wind Waker, as soon as I finish with, as soon as I finish it, I was like, I need a, I need a Zelda break. I'm Zelda, I'm all Zelda out. I can't just go and jump into another one now. I just, oh, I need- yeah, I mean, more props to Zach for having the the fortitude and tenacity to do that. You know. Yeah. Plus, he he played like Final Fantasy is like a million hour game. Yeah. And he played through all of them. And plus, he writes all he writes everything. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's like that's that's impressive. That so. takes a, lo- a hell of a lot of patience. Patience I don't have. I bear I can barely get through Final Fantasy VII right now. It's just sitting on my PS4. I, I got <laughs> I got the fast forward feature. I got like all all the cheats on there, and even then I'm like, ah, uh, 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 so grindy. <laughs> so so much grindy. Like we said before, man. I you know it kind of blows that all of our favorite games are like a hundred hour games especially me because i want to catch up with, with like 15 years or 20 years of like jrpgs and it's like i have no i don't have the time to get them all so. yeah i don't envy you <sighs> so you want to do a news flash let's do a news flash okay after so, my after my impromptu video game review that i wasn't planning that was on doing <laughs> that's great anyway. man <laughs> so uh wind waker hd go get it play it replay it again it's good all right, so newsflash. Uh, so the Deadpool movie premiered this past weekend, and it's been selling like gangbusters. It broke 135 million domestic in the box office, 
Uh, it actually, it, this movie actually broke the record for the biggest opening weekend for an R-rated movie, which is really surprising. Have you um, seen it? I, really, I haven't seen it yet. Again, I was at the con, and then I'm going through like severe con fatigue and exhaustion right now. So, uh, so I'm gonna see it maybe like tomorrow or maybe Wednesday. I don't know. It's snowing here, so I don't know how bad it is yet. So once it's okay to like walk around or drive, I'll I'll see you at the theaters. But a sequel has been already announced before the movie was officially released. Uh, and that's a Deadpool 2 or whatever it's going to be called. It's going to be released in 2018. And in light of this news, Stephen Lang, um, he's most famous for being the grizzled, badass military leader in Avatar who fights with like the mech warrior robot armor. It's like, oh, so cool. So he took to Twitter today and he announced that he wants to play Cable in the Deadpool sequel or an X-Force movie or he just wants to play Cable. And I really love him. I uh, love his role. I think he's a really great fit. So I my, my vote is cast in his favor. No, I don't think there's been any other official news of people who are throwing in the hat to be cable i know we mentioned this before in the podcast like a couple weeks ago but someone photoshopped an image of john ham to look like cable and it looks really awesome so i feel like every time someone's got some kind of casting that they want to do it's always john ham like they want they want john ham to play everybody i'm surprised there wasn't a, a fucking one of those um petitions for john ham to play detective pikachu or some shit like he, he they, they want to play everything <laughs> Yeah, I remember, uh, like, I guess a year and a half, two years ago, you know, and John Hamm was a big contender to be the new Batman in Snyder's Batman vs. They're like, like, oh, who do, you, who do you think? We're rebooting Spider-Man. Who are we going to get to fucking play uh, Gwen Stacy? John Hamm? John Hamm. Good. John Hamm is, John Hamm. John Hamm is Gwen Stacy. Why not? Peter's love interest, John Hamm. I can see John, John Hamm is uh, Aunt May. Photoshop a little wig and a little hairband. You good? John Hamm is Aunt May. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> John Hamm is Aunt May and Gwen Stacy. That's how weird it'd be. That's that's fantastic. And Uncle Ben. Can we start a petition? And Peter John Hamm just plays everything. The entire, the all of Spider Man played by John Hamm. It'll be like um, the Nutty Professor. Where Eddie Murphy played yeah. every role, but it'll be John Hamm as every character in Spider Man. I think he could do it. He's a very talented actor. As long as he can go, Spidey! He could be Green Spidey. Goblin, too. <laughs> uh, can you imagine him jumping on a table like Willem Dafoe? He's like, Spidey! Spidey, I'll crush you like a bug, Spidey! Can you imagine John Hamm voicing Green Goblin no. uh, in in like uh, Marvel no. Discourse, Avengers? He would have, like, no, I don't think he'd even be able to do it. It would just be John Hamm as Green Goblin. It would just be like, you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to come get you. But first... I have your girlfriend. But first, watch his commercial for Coca-Cola. <laughs> and he just, like... He just sits... He sits Peter on the couch and, like, makes him watch, like, ad reels. And he's like, for the love of God, <laughs> I give up. Uh, yes. Okay. John Hamm, please don't sue us. We 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 love you. I haven't played JJJ to... also. J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, um, you know what? John Hamm would make a far, far better Venom than that '70s show. Topher Grace, what Eddie Brock, whatever. You know. An old, an older Eddie Brock. Yeah, uh, I could not. Yeah, Topher Grace. Uh, 
bad <laughs> memories everywhere. <laughs> and what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this just, okay. This just became okay, so... as John Hamm as every character. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Okay. Uh, just to recap, if you tuned out to that tangent, uh, Stephen Lang wants to be Cable. So that's the news. So Stan, uh, during this weekend, the Toy Fair 2016 was going on, and there are a bunch of new toys that we're interested in, especially uh, that was especially, happening uh, in New figures. York, right? Yeah, it was happening okay. in New York. Yeah, yeah. You went to cat. You went to Ketchup Con, right? Yeah, Ketchup Con. Totally. So you, went, you went to Ketchup Con, and uh, New York was having Toy Fair. I didn't even know that this was a thing until I started seeing it on on social media. I had no idea either, and I mean, I, I guess for me, I've always been going to Katsu, so it's been off my radar, but dude, I really want to go to Toy Fair next year. Yeah, me, me too, actually. Is it like E3, where it it's uh, open to like merchandisers, or is it like a public show? I, I don't know. My impression was that it was just like a, a, a con, but at the same time, I feel like I... If that were the case, there would be people that I know who live in New York who would be there, and nobody was really there. So I don't know, actually, if you can just go to Toy Fair, because that seems like something that, that a lot of people would want to go to, right? Yeah, I want to go. I want to see some fucking toys. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I, to me, it sounds more like like an E three trade press conference as opposed to like near Comic Con, except it's all toys. Yeah, I think so. Um, too. Which is well. You know what this means? We need to get into the toy game. We need to make S&P Amiibo, and well, it'll be I awesome. Mean, we started talking about toy shit like when you came to visit, and we did that that in-person show a couple weeks back where we went to Toy Tokyo, and we saw all the pop mm-hmm. figures. They they showed off some really cool pop figures at, at Toy Fair. I'm not, I'm not like super crazy huge into collecting them. I, I tend to buy only the characters that I really, really like, but... They announced that there's going to be a Spider-Gwen pop figure. There's going to be a Doctor Strange, a Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, Supergirl's getting one. Um, You have like the entire cast of Suicide Squad, um, including your favorite damaged Joker. I know. And and Harley Quinn. (laughs) I actually like the the Harley Quinn pop figure, the Suicide Squad one. I've been holding off on getting a Harley pop just because I've been waiting for the right one. I think I might get this one. I'm I'm thinking about it. Um, they announced some really cool, um, Star Wars pops that are coming out. Like you got, um, Luke Skywalker with the beard. You got general Leia, you got like battle damaged Kylo Ren without his mask. You got, um, Ray with her lightsaber. You got a proper FN two one ninety nine riot trooper pop coming out. And there's all there's another series of Dragon Ball pops coming out, which is awesome. You get oh I didn't I didn't see that. Who's who's gonna be in there? Kid Goku, Trunks, Majin Buu. You got Krillin, um, Dragon Ball Bulma, and you have like Baby Gohan. Oh, I saw the Baby Gohan. That looks so dope. I want that. I actually I'm like looking into getting like maybe a Kid Goku because he's he's on the Nimbus or like Trunks because Trunks is like the best character in Dragon Ball basically. Seriously, um, but there's like so many, like so many pops, and I thought I was, I thought I was out of the game, but they're like, you know, here it is, Spider Gwen. That's been the story of our lives, like <laughs> like the past like six months. We're 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 we're, co- we're going cold turkey, and then they they release like I don't know more Star Wars pops or more anime pops or more 
I'm, now it's Suicide Squad pops. I had like a quasi argument with Kirsty the other day that she that she ranks as like the dumbest conversation we ever had, where I was talking about like displaying my pops when we move in together, and she's like, "You're only allowed to have three out at a time," and I'm like, "What are you talking about? We're having the entire all of my collections going to be out." And she's like, we, we haven't found an apartment yet. None of this is going on. And you're arguing with me about your pop figures. And I'm like, I'm, I feel some kind of ways about my collection. Stan, pop is your god. You need to erect an altar. Just like to- Toy Tokyo. Come on. Oh, you know, I wouldn't go that Get a far, nice shiny but... glass case. And, you know, keep it pristine. You know, open the case up every, every month or so and just dust off the figures. I mean, and... I got some cool ones that I, I mean, I can't choose. You know, I got Batman versus um, Batman versus Superman, Superman, and I got, like, black and white Superman. I got Batgirl. I got, you know, Jane Foster Thor. I got fucking Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many. Can't, can't just choose three? Anyway, I'm going to no, probably, three, I'm gonna probably three. have to choose three. No, <laughs> like, to be no you can't. No, you gotta you gotta put your foot down and be like, no, I I uh, at least four pops. Yeah, at least at least four. Uh, um, yeah, with, with me with me and pops, um, I actually don't really have a lot. Um, I I got one. I got this Jokerized Batman pop from a loot crate box, like in October or November, and it's not like the standard pop bundle. It's one of the other brands or imp- imprints variants whatever uh it's the Shaun of the dead nick frost and uh simon Pegg pop figures but uh oh uh, yeah this is all i just need i just want the scar kylo ren and the proper riot trooper fm 2199 and more batman especially with like batman versus superman coming out like the harley quinn ones look really cool and so yeah pop figures taking over the world um what's what's one pot figure real or imagined you would love to have right now any anything one punch man one punch man yeah Yeah, actually it's really crazy like i was looking well actually maybe i don't know um the anime just came out or just finished up somewhat recently so in terms of figurines there's really not that many one punch man figurines um they have a a nendoroid figure which is basically like a like a, I don't know, like a three, three or four inch tall resin chibi looking figure, but they don't really have much in terms of other toys. I know I, I did see, I guess like raw casts and molds of a, of a, like a proper action figure. I I forget what brand it was. It might've been Sigma, but yeah. Saitama, or just any One Punch Man, like Sonic would be awesome. Even like, even like Putty Putty Prisoner, I would, I would eat that shit up. So, <laughs> I would like. Uh, how um, about you? I would like a proper um, Batgirl of Burnside pop because they they only released one Batgirl, and that one went out of print, and I, and uh, GameStop got a an exclusive all black costume Batgirl, which. Looks like, a lot. like the Cassandra Kane Batgirl. No, the it's it's Barbara, but I, it's more like the Gail Simone uh, Barbara from the from the relaunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like it's, she's she's all she's in all black, but like you can you can see her face. She's got red hair, etc. Andy actually gave me that one, so that would that oh, was nice. that was pretty cool of him. I would also like a Metal Gear Solid series of pops. I would. I would Wait, go, they don't have those already? No, man. I go crazy for those. Yeah, are you kidding me? I'd buy. I'd buy them all. 
in my mouth. Li- liquid snake, solid snake, venom snake. I get all the snakes. You don't even know. You don't even know the amount of snakes <laughs> that I'd be getting. I g- wait. Uh, they're coming out with a punish venom C three PO, right? I mean, I guess you could like just, like do some customizations, put an eye patch, put the horn on. You know, you could do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, and for me, I didn't really keep a lot of tabs on the toy fair again with ketchup con uh, so i got most of my info from stan um and i got most of my info from like twitter and instagram so not not expansive there's also that star wars black figure for uh darth revan which oh shit yeah that so looks... awesome he's got a purple lightsaber and a red lightsaber it's just he's he's my favorite like sith character by far so to have to have a really cool looking detailed action figure of him so so excited for that hell yeah but uh i'm looking at this kotaku article about like some of the best picks and i'm most mostly just interested in like square enix figures so like um play arts kai i love that toy line um so they have uh this really really cool nightwing figure that's coming out and there's also lara croft from tomb raider um, and they also teased molds of Final Fantasy VII remake figurines, and oh my god, like the the mold for Barrett looks so freaking sexy. So I need it. But yeah, they also had some other cool Square Enix ones. They have some brand new Kingdom Hearts figurines. So they have um, Sora from Halloween Town. So he has like the Nummy Before Christmas costume with the devil wings and the pumpkin mask. It looks really sweet. I'll look more into it later. But there's there's just w- so much cool stuff that was teased. So, yeah. Um, last piece of news for Newsflash. Street Fighter V is coming out on Tuesday. By the time this episode airs, it will have already been out. Um, I'm super looking forward to it. Um, I got it pre-ordered. It's, it's all downloaded and ready to g- unlock at midnight on my PS4. Just can't wait. Hell yeah! I'm gonna probably yeah I'm gonna probably pick it up. Um, I, I like I said before, I got to demo it at New York Comic Con, and I played as Laura. So she's the substitute for Blanca. She's she does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with like electric stunning attacks. Oh god, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but he's from the Middle East, and he does wind based attacks. Yeah, I saw. And that look that guy looks. I think it's, I think it's Rashid. That's the name that's popping into my head right now. Again, if I if I'm butchering this, please don't don't hate me. I just I'm very tired right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for Street Fighter Five. Uh, I'm probably just gonna pick up a physical copy, and we're gonna duke it out. Right, you, Stan? Yeah. Who are you looking to main? Are you the new guys, or do you have any fallbacks? So I'm re- I really really love Rashid. I think Rashid and it's a type between Rashid and Laura as my mains, and I really love Bison. So it would be like Rashid slash Laura, then Bison, and then like Ryu. Is Akuma in this game? I forget. I don't think he is. He's in he's in Tekken right now. He's over at oh, Te- sh- Tekken Town. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, that, those, those are my three <laughs> ma- or three picks. Uh, how about you? Uh, so in the original release of Street Fighter Four, I generally main Chun Li and Cammy. So. I don't. I don't know if I. I will. I'm looking forward to playing as Armika is probably who I'm going to be because she's my, my favorite character from the alpha series. And Armika was my, 
most wished for addition to Street Fighter 4 that never happened. Around the time they announced Super Street Fighter 4, I was like, I was really hoping that Armika would get announced, and she never did. She's um, she's a pro wrestler, and like her moves involve like, like suplex cities, yeah, suplexing and like cutting promos on on the other on the opponent. And I don't know, I'm just like so excited to to main a pro wrestler. Um, it's probably Armika. I haven't played any. I haven't played any Street Fighter Five. I know there's been like demos and betas out out the wazoo, but I never. I know like so little about this game and I've seen so little and I played like zero. So I haven't seen any of the new characters beyond what you've told me. And all I know is that Armika's in it. And then Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, Kami, Bison. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to just diving in and apparently there's going to be, did you hear about this DLC that's coming out in the summer? In uh, June, so they're they're releasing a free DLC that's going to be story mode DLC. So it's going to be like a long campaign, similar to what you would see in the Mortal Kombat games, where it's like full cutscenes and like fighting and like a whole storyline that sets up the timeline between this game and Street Fighter Three, basically. Because for some reason, Five is like a prequel, also because four it was it goes Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Three. It doesn't make any I had, sense. I had no idea. Like again, I just played Street Fighter to just to punchy punchy smash people. But yeah, there's a whole yeah. deep lore of Street Fighter, Chris. Get with it. There's like this. There's this whole storyline going. You got three Alpha games, and then Street Fighter One, and then Street Fighter Two, and then Four, and then Five, and then Three, and then. I don't know where EX falls on the spec. I don't know. There's like so much Street Fighter. You don't even get Stan, it. Stan, you, you need to draw out an infographic for me <laughs> on a piece of a of, of napkin because <laughs> I'm like I'm a, I'm like I'm like way over it. I'm like over my head right now. Super into the storyline of Street Fighter, even though it's like kind of corny and garbage because it's it's a fighting game. But <laughs> I'm also very bad at playing it, so it's kind of weird. This whole weird thing where I really love Street Fighter, but I'm also kind of bad at it. Yeah, that's the story of my life. Like, I'm, I love Street Fighter. I'm, I'm a horrible Street Fighter player, but yeah. I still enjoy it. That's the case with most fighting games, except for like Soul Calibur. And uh, oh my god, Soul Calibur was my jam. And I and I say was because I I was so disappointed with four and five. It just it's yeah, but that's another topic for another day. Which but, one yes. was four? Wasn't the four with Darth Vader and Yoda? Yeah, how could you be disappointed with that, man? Darth Vader and Yoda. I, I mean, I, like, okay, the, the roster was cr- and good. Star Killer and Star Killer. You got three fucking Force users in a Soul Calibur game. It, Come it, on, it was less of the characters and more of like the gameplay. I don't mm. know. I'm maybe I'm just being too dogmatic, but I'm very, I'm very tied to like two and three. I don't know. I like I, two because of the guest characters, like Link on the yeah. GameCube, Spawn on the Xbox, and Hayashi on the PS2. I was so legit Forget about it. Get it, but I agree, or I empathize. Um, you know, I'm pretty bad with Street Fighter games. Like, in, I still at, enjoy it at my height. At my Street Fighter height was like Super Street Fighter Four, so I was like really, I was I was maining Dudley and Makoto more or less. You know, you know Dudley, Chris. Uh. He's, is he like the the super fat guy? No, that, that's or the boxer. The he's boxer. he's the dandy boxer with yeah, the ro- yeah. with the roses and the mustache. Yes, you, you know he's as soon as Armstrong from FMA. You know, as soon as he was announced, I'm like, that's my main. That's, that's it. That's your main. Throwing, awesome. throwing roses for his taunt, and then like just 
he's like, you have no dignity, and he throws on his coat at the end. It was like the best. He was my favorite character in Street Fighter Three. So him coming back for for Super Four was like so good. And I I played as him mostly, and and I got like. They have those online rankings where it's like you start as like an E rank or whatever and you work your way up. The furthest I ever got was like C rank with Dudley. That's like the oh, best right. I've ever been was like just a garbage C rank. Like like Moomin Rider right there. <laughs> that was you're me at my you're best. The Moomin Rider of Street Fighter. That's 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 <laughs> I, I think I take it as a compliment. That's awesome. You have heart. You have heart stand. That's me at my you best. You stand by Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to see rank Street Fighter 5 when it comes out this week. Also Fire Emblem Fates is coming out on Friday, so that's gonna be. I'm. I also have that pre-ordered. I'm like super excited about that. I have. Yeah, ne- I got that pre-ordered unlocked too. So, yeah, um, I've never played a 3DS Fire Emblem game before. Like never. This is this will be my first. You know, remember uh, we were talking about um, how Super Smash Brothers was this giant watershed experience to learn about all this these games about from Nintendo. That was me and Fire Emblem. I had like literally no idea. Who like Roy or Marth or Ike were, and uh, again for lack of or just not having a 3DS, I never played Fire Emblem Awakening, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I should like should I have played Fire Emblem Awakening? Oh, and actually, you didn't, you never played Awakening either, right? No, it completely fell under my radar. This, yeah, it just I had a 3DS when it came out. I I mean, I still have a 3DS. It just it's never. By the time I was interested enough to start playing Awakening was when I learned that the new games were coming out. So I was like, they're not really connected storyline-wise, so why even bother, you know? Mm. So um, I I played the demo for Awakening, though, and th- I mean, that doesn't mean anything, right? But it, it was kind of <laughs> good, but I, I think you, you'd probably be better off just skipping to the Fates games. Because it's you've already, there's already, like, three versions of that coming out, so... Yeah, it's crazy. Are you gonna get Birthright or Conquest? Uh, maybe both. I don't know. I'm just diving right in. Like the thing is, is that I, from what I hear, Conquest is like the hard mode. It's like the Master Quest version of of um the regular game, and so Birthright is more along the lines of Awakening because you can you can grind and you have like time to to do battles and stuff. In Conquest, it's sort of like you don't have the opportunity to do like random stuff. It's like, it's like this whole thing where it's like you're, you're this character who has to choose between like your bloodline or to go against your bloodline or something like that in like this war. And so that's where conquest comes from. And birthright is when you, you're like loyal to like the throne or something. Okay. And like, that's what, that's what I gravitated towards even before learning that it was, it would be like the more, welcoming of the two games mostly because i was like oh i want to i want to join the empire (laughs) (laughs) i want to i want to be like the darth vader character i don't know i I would totally do that too that that sounds awesome i was like that's yeah because it 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 sounds like conquest sounds like the standard like rpg like oh you're it turns out like the your king the father it was like corrupt so you join the other guys or whatever and this one's like nah you stay with them anyway <laughs> and you crush the rebels i'm like yes yeah and you finish what your your granddad started yeah, and exactly. you bring you, you destroy the light within you and um that's what i want to do totally star wars now and then later on they're going to come out with um a dlc called revelation where it's basically you don't choose either side and that's like the third path 
So oh, I'm shit. I'm looking. Are you like to... a like a lone wanderer? I don't know. Character? That That's is the so thing. Cool. It's like it's like birthright. You're with the kingdom. Um, conquest. You're against them. And then revelation is like I don't want to do with anybody. I'm by myself. So that's <laughs> it's that one's meant to be played after either of the two main games because it's supposed to be like you're supposed to know the plot already. Okay. Kind of thing. So I, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play Birthright and then later on I'll I'll get revelations. I don't know if I'm gonna play Conquest mostly because of time reasons. So with Fire Emblem Awakening, my roommate Matt and his brother, um, they were really, really obsessed with that game. So Matt explained to me a bunch of the story about like how there's like time travel elements and how you can depending on how you marry off your family, you can acquire like inherited skills and it seemed really interesting, but it was it was always always over my head. And then again, no 3DS. So I really feel like I'm jumping to the deep end of the pool with this one. Just like I'm going all in. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get both games and I'm gonna sink so many hours. Having never played a Fire Emblem, I mean, I, I don't know how difficult the learning curve is. So it's been getting a lot of press attention. And I, you know, going into this whole phase of like JRPG binging, you know, it's 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 the perfect choice right now. It was like the, the logical choice. Um, I'm really, I should really look into Revelations because I would love to be like a vagabond, like a mercenary, just like no side, just like I just, live for myself well it's like i don't know i don't know if that's actually what revelations is or or it allows you to do that but i would like to think so it's like it's like dlc for the two games so like whatever you could play one and then like when you're done you just like it's like 20 bucks i think it's like just add-on so it's like yeah, yeah like they're piling on on like the dlc like i i remember in GameStop, they have posters, and you have to pay like an extra, like ten or fifteen, for like additional maps. Or I feel like there's enough content per game that you don't necessarily need any DLC. I just, just for for storyline purposes, I, I I'm interested in in the other story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday is gonna come out. It's gonna be to be awesome. Yeah, next week next week show should be interesting since what we'll I'll have played both, so we'll see like what happens. Yeah. We're good. All right. Uh, so that's it for newsflash, right? Yeah, it only took us like almost an hour to get to it. <laughs> Did it? Is it uh, oh yeah, forty-eight minutes. <laughs> oh, well, then this is a long episode. Now. It'll be fine. You'll cut it down and post. Remember how we said that Andy wouldn't be here, and so it'll be a short episode. No, it never happens. I, I I don't know. I don't know how this keeps happening, but anyway. You know what's ironic with all three of us last week? Like the episode was like a minute and one or an hour and one minute. I don't know how that happened. You know what it might be is the fact that without Andy, the power is out of balance. And so the only way the power is in balance is when all three of us are there. It's like the Triforce, you know, and it needs all three. Otherwise, there's like chaos. So anytime one of us is gone, there's like there's like nothing holding the other two back, you know? Exactly. The force, the force is trying to readjust the the scales. And now we're just talking longer than we should. And and we just finished newsflash and it's like 49 minutes. Yeah. 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 You'll fix it. I'll fix it. This is, this, all of this going out. So you're never going to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, Chris ketchup con. Tell tell us about ketchup con. (laughs) All right. Okay. So I will lead off with our topics for this week. I went to Katsukon 2016. Ketchup Con. Yeah. So this is my third year at KatsuCon. 
Um, what, wait, re- hold, for, hold on. Back up. What, yes. what is this con? Katsukan is a anime, manga, light novel, JRPG, like any anything from Japan convention that takes place always during Valentine's Day weekend. And it's in National Harbor, Maryland at the, the Gaylord Convention Center and Resort. And as so far as anime conventions, I've always gone to Otakon, which is probably one of the it's probably the biggest one, at least on the East Coast. Like the bigger ones would be like in general would be like Anime Expo in California. But next to Otakon, uh, I I've in the last few years I've started to like Katsukan a lot more because I if I could describe Otakon, like I love it. Don't get me wrong, but if, if nowadays it feels a lot like near Comic Con, where it's like very huge, very crowded. You know, a lot of times it's hard to like get into the panels you want to get into. And I feel like Katsukan has a better venue. So if you've never been to the Gaylord Resort, it's in National Harbor, Maryland. So it has, it has this really awesome venue space, and there's a lot of cool restaurants around in town. And the convention center and the hotel is in the same building. So what happens is the con is literally starting from Thursday night to Sunday afternoon. It's 24 seven. So yeah, seriously, they have panels nonstop throughout the entire con. So in the evening, starting from like 11 to uh, six or seven, you have like the adult swim versions of panels. So you have like the 18 plus events, you have anime screenings. There's even like non 18 plus panels going on at like 3 a.m., which is really cool. Um, so I really dig that. I really did that over Otakon. It's like a different environment, a different feel. Like you can, you can literally walk out of your hotel room at 4 a.m. And the main, one of the main, most popular areas is the gazebo. And it's this very famous gazebo that's centered across the lobby and when it's not katsukan it's used a lot for like wedding photo shoots and special events but when katsukan goes down it's just filled everywhere with hundreds of cosplayers doing photo shoots all in one space so you can just wander down there at 4 a.m and just still find people like walking around in like jammies or in cosplay and still doing photos still hanging out and i really love that dynamic also it's it's not as big as Otakon, but it's still really popular. It has some of like the best cosplay games I've seen ever. Like, co- like it's always super on point. There are some really impressive cosplays this year. And going back to like the size, it's like it's good. En- it's perfect enough. It's like it's like a happy medium. Um, you know, there's tons of people, so you can make friends instantly. You feel like the energy of like all the otaku and just feed off of it. Um, but at the same time, you know, panels. They're never crowded. You can always make it to the ones you want to go to. And the venue space is large enough to accommodate enough people. The venue or the structure, it's just really accessible. It's really quick to get to anywhere you need to. So so um, I love Katsukan. So I picked up my badge on Thursday evening. And it was great because people are already in cosplay. And they're in line. And it was so awesome. Um, the line wasn't that bad. I guess, relatively speaking, it was like I was waiting like an hour, 45 minutes. And I got in at eight. I got out like close to like 1030-ish. So then Friday through Sunday, I was either doing panels or 
photo shoots or just wandering around. Um, I was very panel heavy this year. Like, and, and like Otakon in years past, like I've always just spent the entire time like wandering around the dealer's room or doing just meandering. But I was just doing a lot of panel attendance because I would like to generate more stuff for the website. So I, I recorded a whole bunch of panels. So I'm going to like up, I'm going to either like upload it to our feed or maybe transcribe it. Depends on how much time and patience I have because I, I went to quite a bit of panels, but um, it was really enjoying. So I went to a panel that talked about made in Butler and specialty cafes in Japan. So they have like cat cafes, owl cafes, hedgehog cafes. One of the most surprising things that I heard of that I really want to go to is they have like Sengoku era samurai maid cafes. It's all the maids are dressed up in samurai armor, which is I find Weird. really ridiculous. <laughs> it's like this is awesome. I I need to go. So one of the most famous one is called um, Mononopu. Other holy grail for for cafes is the Square Enix Cafe. It's called Artnia. I believe that's in Akirabara. And Akirabara is is just like otaku heaven. If you ever go to Japan, go to Akirabara. That's like the shopping district that's lined lined everywhere with like manga and anime and electronics and everything you could hope or dream of. Um, I also went to a bunch of panels that revolved around like World War II history. There's quite a bit of like anime and video games and manga that take influence from like World War II history and combat and tactics. So I think one of the most famous ones, and it's a highly popular one, it's called Kantai Collection. It started off as a popular browser strategy game. And it's been off and took a whole bunch of light novels and anime. So it's basically um, the this high school because of course it's 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 anime. This high school academy recruits female avatars who embody the form and power of Japanese naval ships. So like the, the students are divided into categories like destroyers, submarines, battleships, and like the high school idol, like the class president, is like an aircraft carrier, and they fight. <laughs> They fight this alien fleet called the Abyssal Fleet, which are also like female avatars. And it sounds ridiculous, but the anime is surprisingly and like it's like really historically accurate in terms of like uh, its influences. Uh, So all the characters' names and a lot of their personalities are based off of classic World War II naval ships and classes. I'm not exactly like a military history buff. So I was a lot of this was news to me, but I was just soaking it all in. It was really cool. Another example of a war, World War II inspired anime. I haven't seen this yet, but I'm really excited to see it, uh, or at least save it for anime is weird because I think this would be a perfect choice. It's called Girls und Panzer. So it's, it's an anime. Yeah. It's, it's an anime where high school girls compete in World War II style tank warfare for sport. So it's like, yes, that sounds awesome. Let's see. Other panels I went to. Um, again, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Man at Arms Reforged YouTube series. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm like, I'm, I don't consider myself close personal friends with them because I, I think this is asking too much. But like, uh, I'm at least definitely past personal acquaintances with like the two the two guys on the show, Matt and Ilya, because they're, they're from Baltimore Knife and Sword. And they do the Maryland, Virginia, DC con circuit a lot. So they went to Otakon, Anime USA, and Katsukon. And I went to all of those. So they know my name. And it feels, I have this huge swell of pride. It's like, oh my God, you remember me. And I was freaking out. Um, 
so they 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 did this really cool panel where they were they were showing behind the scenes content of how they make their videos so uh, they're doing Q&A. They did a really cool real video. And they had cosplayers who appeared on their past videos come up, answer questions. Um, they're teasing a new video. I Because one of the cosplayers, I think her name is Susan. She was cosplaying as Master Yi from League of Legends. So it's implied there'll be like a League of Legends weapon that they're going to do for the next video, which I'm really excited about. And Ilya was doing this. Ilya, he, he's... Uh, crazy smart he has like this amazing humanities background so he's he was going it was it was like the one of the most interesting college lectures i've ever seen or heard it was like he was tying like swordsmanship and the mythology behind heroes with how they choose their selections for their video series and so it was a really i'll i'll post that content this week or in the future uh so you you haven't missed anything so if you want to listen to that it'll it'll be up on the website uh, I'm going to start speeding this up. I also went to a panel uh, about Jojo Bizarre's adventures and the insane amount of music references and illusions it has. Um, there was way too much to cover. There, were, The panels were saying there was as many as like 140 references. But you have everything from like the Beatles, Yardbirds, Led Zeppelin, and Michael Jackson being referenced in the show and the manga, which is awesome. Uh, photo shoots. Um, my favorite, easily, hands down, the One Punch Man photo shoot. It was crazy. It was really awesome. There were so many Speed of Sound Sonics. There were at least like 25. They easily dwarfed everyone. Um, they Then you had maybe like 10 to 15 Saitamas, uh, like around like 7 to 10 Moomin Riders. Um, you had a lot of Tatsumaki or Green Tornado and her sister Fubuki. Uh, they had a, quite a bit of Gen- Genos. Um, again, I was really impressed because these guys went all out with like yellow LEDs in their arms. It was really cool. There was one putty putty prisoner, one drive night, uh, two or three metal bats. Um, if you remember the, the seaweed monsters, there yeah. were two of them. And one, one of the most hilarious things was, uh, there was a Saitama, um, who was wearing like the dirt face hoodie or not the hoodie, the beanie. And he was carrying a box full of the seaweed. I was cracking so much about that. Um, but what I was really surprised, there were like basic, aside from the two seaweed monsters, there was no other monsters. So I didn't see a mosquito girl or a sea king or even a Boros. Like I was really surprised there was no Boros. So but what can you do? Um, and wrapping up, I treated myself a little bit and I'm really interested in starting to do like a full-fledged figurine collection like here and there over the years i've started i picked up figurines that i liked so like i have like a dead space statue and like i have like that one pop figure i have and like i have a couple more dead space like action figures but so yeah and then there there was like a figurine collecting 101 panel at katsukan and um i was kind of inspired so i picked up a there's this toy line from medicom called real action heroes and i'm really surprised i've never heard of this before but the real action hero line they they take a lot of like anime and like dc comics characters and they create like these amazingly accurate figures they're like one six scale size they're at least like 12 to 15 inches tall and like they have like amazing detail so i picked up a kenshiro a fist of the north star uh real action hero figure and like oh so good other ones on my my wish list is they, they in the past year 
But like in 2014, they released a Ryuko from Kill a Kill figure. And this year, or no, no, 2014, they released a Ryuko. 2015, they re- released a Sasuke figure. And I need it because it's just like 12 inches of Kill a Kill glory. It's like, oh, I need it so badly. And then some Ev- Evangelion figures. Uh, so look up real action heroes. They're a really cool toy line. I highly recommend them. Other than that, um, I want to pick up as many Play Arts Kai toys that I can. So like Tetsuya Nomura's redesign of Batman or like the Final Fantasy characters they did or some of the redesigns of Batman and Flash and other DC characters. Um, also really interested in the Koto Bikoya Bishoujo toy line. So they take female characters from DC Comics, Street Fighter, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Marvel, and they make them all anime girl looking and look, they look so beautiful and so pristine i want them all so uh yeah so that was my that was my katakan haul some figurines and a shit ton of photos yeah i took so many photos so i will be posting them on the website and our facebook page in the next few days i have to collate them there's just a lot but yeah that was my katakan experience and uh i really can't wait for next year you should come. You and Andy should come down and at least attend, like, maybe not Katsu, but Otakon or somewhere closer to New York City. We should go to Anime Convention. It's a lot of fun. I like the idea of a 24-hour con where you could just roll out of bed and just experience something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. If not anime, I think you would really like MAGFest. That, that, that starts this coming Thursday. Again, also at, at the Gaylord. So it's, it's also that same 24-hour, 7 con feel but it's all about video games and it's all about video game music mm. uh i think i mentioned it before but there's there's a lot of like video game cover bands that show up so i, I know mega ran has definitely played there before um the megas have played there before the proto man danable cannon it's again like a 24-hour video game infused party and they have this giant giant like literally this huge huge space where they have like every video game you can think of, like arcade boxes or arcade machine boxes, and like Dreamcast, your Ataris, your N64. So you can play like games and wreck people in Street Fighter Five for like twenty four hours straight if you wanted to. So or get wrecked or get wrecked. Well, we'll see what happens. Come on, you're you're a moving rider. You got the heart. You got the soul. You can do it. Yeah. Uh, but if not, well, Katsu, we should definitely go to Magfest sometime. It'd be, it'd be great. Yeah, maybe when I'm not like suffering under immense weight of school you know (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll we'll, we'll treat it as like a graduation gift how about that yeah yeah cool so yeah that that was it for ketchup con 2016 and uh ketchup con so stay tuned um i was pretty active on the twitter and the instagram but there's a ton of more content that i recorded but yeah it's gonna be all on the website the next few days in the coming week so stay tuned all right, so we finished with Kazakhan 2016. Uh, how about we talk about our pulls for comic books this coming Wednesday? Sure. Uh, Stan, you want to you roll out? Yeah, so this week there's going to be about three books that I'm interested in looking at. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, um, number one's coming out this, well, well when the episode drops. <laughs> That episode comes out Wednesday, right? Yeah. So these are these are the books that are coming out today. Power Man Iron Fist number one is one that I'm looking forward to. Um you know, Iron Fist, Power Man are are part of the Heroes for Hire. They kind of originated that whole team. So they're they're teaming up again in a new ongoing together. 
I'm I'm interested, but I'm also I'm cautiously optimistic about it because I I was all about the last Iron Fist ongoing and that wasn't so great. So I'm I'm holding expectations, but I, I'm interested. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out, see if it's any any good. Um, other than that, Star Wars uh 16's coming out this Wednesday as well. They're starting a new arc, and that should be interesting. I hope. You know, like I just finished like last issue was the 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 Kenobi issue. I was really interested with that, and not as crazy about the main Star Wars line. So we'll see. These are supposed to be my picks, and I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of down on them. Um, no, but like Star Wars is consistently good, so I'm I'll sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, Web Warriors Four also coming out. What were you gonna say, Chris? Uh, I was just gonna say uh, they just need to get on that Obi Wan ongoing that you need so much God, i just you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean like so star wars 16 is going to start a new arc called rebel prison or something and they're gonna try to bring the character that they captured at the end of vader down to this prison and like stuff's supposed to go down but i guess we'll we'll see what happens you know but also uh web warriors 4 is coming out and um it's supposed to i think it's supposed to wrap up the like electro verse kind of storyline where all the web warriors are fighting all the incarnations of the of electro really and yeah That's so surpri- why electro i mean would it i don't know they I mean- they kind of go into it where one of the one of the random electro characters like saw a spider-man getting killed in his universe by one of the inheritors the main villains from spider-verse and he realized that Overhearing their conversation, he realized that there is multiple universes or multiple uh, Spider-Man. So he, he was like, "I wonder if there's multiple Electros or whatever." So he kind of gets he enlists the help of that universe's Doctor Octopus to invite invent like um, a teleportation device to take into a different universe, and then he meets like different Electros, and eventually he meets like a, an Electro that's like a like a billionaire, like a Lex Luthor type. And he creates this whole interlocking, like, con- like almost like an uh, electric web of supervillains, like that hop through time and like use their electric powers to like, steal shit. Wow! And so they <laughs> they cross paths with the with the Spider Verse characters, and so they're having this whole blowout now. And I think it's about to end in, in issue four. Uh, I've been following it. It's not it. You know, I haven't been following it as closely as other series, but. It's whenever I do read Web Warriors, it's funny. It's it's the art's pretty good, and you get some cool moments by some lesser known Spider characters. Apparently, in issue four, there's supposed to be two Spider like it says Titanic characters from Spider Verse are supposed to show up for the for the big fight between the Electros, and I'm hoping it's Spider Man and his giant <laughs> robot. Like I'm so that. hoping. I know one of them is going to be like. Um, Uncle Ben, like Super Spider Man, Uncle Ben. But I'm hoping the other one is Spider Man because that would be so fucking cool. Spider Man needs more ongoing, just more screen time, more comic book he, he time. He should he should be part of the Web Warriors, man. There's no reason not to. Oh come on, just giant mechs. That that like, makes any comic better. On, like just... honestly, I I would be more interested in having. Spider-Man being there and Spider-Man Noir not being there. Like, as cool as Spider-Man Noir can be, he's not as, like, interesting. He's just kind of, like, a really grumpy Peter Parker, you know? So I would I would much prefer, like, somebody crazy like Spider-Man. Or even, like, bring back Superior Spider-Man in some capacity. Just, I don't know. 
is Ben Riley Scarlet Spider in this? Because I just no, like, he's well, dead. Sure... He's always fucking what? dead. Dude, <laughs> he's like, always dead. Me and you stand like we have like a, a giant love for Scarlet Spider, and he's one of my favorite spiders. Yeah, just bring him back. He's so awesome. He and... was in he was in Spider Verse, but he got killed off in Spider Verse. Why does he get killed? Why is he? The That's what I'm shirt? saying. It's like he's always he's always the sacrificial hero. That's always his role, and it always happens. It happened in Spider Verse, and so that's why he's not around. There's a universe where Ben Raleigh's Scarlet Spider lives. We should get that universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really interesting about the Electro. Like, I wouldn't expect Electro to do that. I would expect, like, Doc Ock to do that more. Well, that's how they they explained it, is that the the billionaire Electro got all the Dr. Octopuses from the different worlds and, like, hired them to build the technology, basically. Oh, okay. So so it's it's a team of... Of electros supported by a team of Dr. Octopuses, more or less. Dr. Octopi? I don't know. Dr. Octopi, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. All right, I'm Dr. Gonna, Octopi. I, I have to check it out. That sounds really interesting. That's pretty cool. It's only on issue four, so it's not too hard to go back and get the earlier issues if you want to catch up, but it's a pretty entertaining series. Nice. Uh, is that your last pool or anything else? Yeah, that's, that's it. Cool. So my pools for this week, uh, they're pretty light um there's a extraordinary x-men number seven um i'm actually i fell behind i think i'm on four so i need to pick up those back issues but um i don't know like 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 i said before in previous previous podcasts like i really love the roster i i was expecting more from like the new x-men title or the the other one all new x-men number one and whatever but uh i don't know extraordinary x-men just seems more fun and more interesting um i'm i'm waiting for when humberto rainbow stops doing the art and then i'll probably jump in yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh other than that um there's this new image title that's coming out um it's called snowfall it's written by joe harris um whose other credits include the x-files and um it's a sci-fi post-apoc dystopian title so this is a this is definitely a chris book so here's the synopsis from Midtown Comics. In the year 2045, it no longer snows. A catastrophic crash has left the climate ravaged, society splintered, and the newly christened cooperative states of America are propped up and administer the powerful Hazeltine Corporation. Only one man wages an all-out weather war against the system, wielding the forces of nature themselves as weapons. He is the White Wizard, the ghost in the night, genius terrorist, outlaw, hero, so it seems like it's a mix of it has a bit of, bit of like Final Fantasy, like like some evil corporation equivalent like Shinra has done some serious fucking up to the planet, and now like all all the weather's messed up. Um, and for some reason, this white wizard guy has Storm's powers, um, and he's gonna topple the system. So I'm really interested, and I mean, again, uh, I love any of these type of titles, like. Um, Two and a half weeks ago, this came out, uh, but another post-APOC title called Strayer Number 1 was released by Justin Jordan, which I highly recommend. Um, so yeah, this just feeds my addiction. So yeah, um, that, uh, there's not much else. I, I haven't seen any art. I'm not familiar with the guy who's doing the, the, the pencils. His name is Martin Morazzo, and he's from Vertigo Quarterly. But they just had me at like post-APOC 
Zelda number one's coming out Wednesday, so I'll pick it up and uh, we'll see if I continue following it. And that's pretty much it for, for my pools. Cool. 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 <laughs> right on, Stan. So what's your topic for this week? All right. So last week I picked up all new Wolverine number five and I figured I'd take a few minutes to tell you about it to close out the show this week. Hell um, yeah. Have you have you been following all new Wolverine, Chris? Uh, again, um, I've been following. I've been rough, in general following behind a lot on reading. Uh, more of my time's been eaten up by anime binging. So, uh, you know, but I, I, I could, I could catch up, or I could wait for the trade paperback. I'm not sure yet, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just behind on everything in terms of comics. So I fail. That's fine. Anyway, so. <laughs> So yeah, this week I picked up All New Wolverine number five, um, written by Tom Taylor, art by David Lopez and David Navarute. I really like All New Wolverine. I'm not vibing too much with her clone character sort of supporting cast, but it is it is what it is. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a really fun book. Every every month so far, she's been sort of meeting up with a different hero or villain in the marvel universe last issue issue four she met up with dr strange and had dr strange try to help her with her problem of trying to sort of save her clone sisters um the end of last issue one of her sisters zelda has um this problem where she's sort of dying and it turns out that these these sisters of hers these like clone dolls have a problem where they can't feel any pain and that's because they have these nanites in their brains or whatever that is sort of blocking off their pain receptors and like their emotions or whatever. And so, so Laura is trying to sort of save them and also cure them of this problem. And she enlists Dr. Strange's help last issue. And that sort of didn't work out properly, but um, the cliffhanger last issue is that she's going to try to get the Ant-Man costume and kind of shrink down and go inside Zelda's like, body to attack the to, to attack the nanite robots in her blood or whatever that sounds awesome yeah so she meets up with um wasp janet van dyne who is the uh, the owner of pym laboratories at the time of the of well like now and so she so there's there's initial like resistance of like why are you why are you kind of here but they kind of team up pretty quickly when it finds when they when Laura lets her know that Zelda's sort of dying and she has these nanites in her blood. So Wasp and, and Laura in the Ant-Man costume kind of shrink down and get injected into her clone's bloodstream. And it's it's a pretty cool book because half the book is her inside, you know, her clone's blood, like fighting robots inside <laughs> of her blood. <laughs> That, so it's, that's it's, so, I want to see that in like an animated form or movie form or even like a fan film live action. That sounds so dope. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Laura's really cool. She's got a lot of she's really she she's wise. She knows what's up. She she comes up with like plans on the fly and and she she's really resourceful. And so it's fun seeing her work out these problems in like these unconventional ways like shrinking down and jumping in some side or someone's body and it's i i like it the art's really cool the art reminds me almost of mike allard who does silver surfer it's it's just 
it's nice <laughs> it's nice art cool. it's 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 sort of cartoony but like not cartoony i don't i don't really know how to describe it it's just it's sort of like light almost in in the way it's presented but it's also like really i <laughs> sorry i'm having a hard time describing this i'm like i'm tired it's okay um, we could we could always post images or post links in the show notes all right so so basically it's it's the subject matter that it's dealing with is kind of dark, but the art style and the way the plot moves is very like light and like fun. So it's it works really well because it's it's a crazy comic book where they're doing these crazy things and it's also got like a serious undertone to it also. And it's just cool seeing Laura like really taking command and like really like being this hero and so basically, this is the second to last issue in this arc where she's going to be helping her clones out. And so I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I like I like Wolverine a lot because it's it's a really fun book and it they use the plot as a way to get um Wolverine into these really crazy situations, you know. And that that's described no better than the plot of issue 5 where she literally has to steal the Ant-Man costume and, and shrink down. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I, I've never been a Wolverine fan, really. I like Wolverine, but he he's never, like, been somebody I've been crazy about. But I think Laura does a really good job as Wolverine. She's just, she kicks so much ass, and it's just, it's just a great book. And again, she looks really great in the yellow costume. She sells it. And um, I guess, have they teased or revealed... Like who's the mastermind yet, or is that? Are you, do you have any clues or? Yeah, theories? it's it's basically they're they're products of Alchemax, which is the you know the big mega corporation in Spider Man twenty ninety nine's future that owns like everything. So they're they're also having their beginnings in current continuity, and um, the Laura's clones are basically a product of one of their tests or whatever. So, so they're more or less the big bads, and and the end of the issue has them not to give too much away, but has them kind of going to take the fight to them directly. So you have you have Laura and her clones teaming up to go basically kick some ass next issue. So that's that that'll be interested. I can't wait to to read that. I'm really excited for this book, and uh, so thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna redouble my efforts to catch up on the books because that 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 plot premise just blows my mind and that's really creative and i love that dynamic of her just teaming up with a new hero like almost every issue i, I think that's really cool because then it establishes more within the marvel universe and it it uh, explores opportunities like i said before she's being thrown into these crazy situations so this is still a very new wolverine so she's still trying to find her rhythm her pace like or trying to fill the boots of logan and um I I dig this. Yeah, I like it a lot. I I love the fact that it's like kind of like a tour of the Marvel universe through Laura's eyes, and you get the connection to the X Men, and you have the connection to the greater Marvel universe. And my favorite part about All New Wolverine is that nobody questions the fact that Laura's Wolverine now. Everyone just sort of buys the fact that she's this like kick ass superhero, and like she totally owns the Wolverine mantle now. Like, there's no one like saying like, oh, like this is not Wolverine. This is like miss wolverine or some shit you know it just i i just love that she's this commanding like kick-ass force to be reckoned with and you know the art's really good 
the the writing tom taylor does the writing he's he's really good he does injustice the injustice comic book he's done batman superman he's he's done a lot of cool stuff so he he does a really good job with wolverine and her characterization and the art is just always on point and so it's it's really fun it's really action-packed it's got a lot of cool character moments it's got some humor and it's got a lot of a lot of interesting like curveballs thrown in every issue so far to keep you interested. It's never like it never feels like it's sort of stagnant because you got you have the wasp and the Ant Man suit. This issue, last issue was Doctor Strange. The issue before that was Taskmaster. So there's there's just like a lot of cool stuff going on in, in Old Wolverine. Nice. Uh, who who would you want Laura to team up with? Uh, Old Man Logan would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, I would like to see her like team up with maybe i don't know like thor (laughs) (laughs) yeah jane foster thor Thor would be cool um i would like to see her team up with maybe iron fist and and power man that'd be that'd be pretty cool to see that'd be awesome you know how in um miss marvel like uh she or kamala khan miss marvel she had like a budding like a friendship with logan i would love to see laura and miss marvel just become buddies and like like take on Oh, actually, well, I I guess that would be kind of conf- conflicted because like the whole Inhumans versus mutants drama that's going on. I just I would be perfectly happy if old new Wolverine is like Wolverine meeting up and like teaming up with a different hero every other week, or you know, just it's wait, just great. It's wait, just I got it. it. Wolverine and Squirrel Girl. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Hell yeah! Speaking of Squirrel Girl, man, read Squirrel Girl. It is so funny. Mm-hmm. I'm probably like gonna, the, the, I'm, talking I'm smack a, about like Thanos or Galactus. I forget. You, you remember you showed me that that comic panel? Yeah, it's well, Squirrel Girl is so good. I've I picked up the um not to get way off topic, but I picked up the first four issues of the the new the relaunch of Squirrel Girl, and I'm reading through it now, and it's just it's so funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time on a future episode to talk about how good Squirrel Girl is and how much you need to read it. But Hell for yeah. now, definitely read all the Wolverine. You it will not disappoint you. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm sold too. So, thanks for the plug and the review. No problem. Sorry, I ran in circles for a while. <laughs> nah, I'm it's tired. fine. We're <laughs> sorry, guys. We're just running on fumes. You know, stand up school. Me with con fatigue. So, you know, and Andy's not here. Oh, Andy. So I think that wraps it, wraps it up, huh? Yeah, that's it for the week. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was Super Nerd Pals episode 51. Sorry, we're a little uh, wacky this week. Uh, like Chris said, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, Andy will hopefully be back next week. We'll have a, a regular, a more regular episode where we can keep ourselves in check and not like run off the rails here like we did this week. It might not, um, it, it may, may be more than regular because it's the new 52. 52, right? You know? No, maybe not. No? Okay. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm clearly more excited. You are too this. excited about that, okay? Yeah. You need to check yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stan. That's <laughs> right. okay. You're, you're allowed to feel emotions. Um, yeah, I'm Stan Gadurski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. Chris, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. You can find Super Nerd Pals, and it's various social media presences on supernerdpals.com that's where we post new episodes uh we have links to our twitter feed our instagram feed um chris's blog which he started and eventually maybe i'll write something too like we'll see 
Hell yeah. We'll, we'll see how time goes for me. Um, but Chris has got some cool anime articles up there that you, you should read. Um, Facebook.com slash Grusap slash Super Nerd Pals for all your community chatting. Uh, send us an email. Get in contact with us somehow if you want to you know, ask us some questions, get on the show, give us some feedback. Please rate us highly on iTunes. Give us five stars. Um, if you don't want to do that, uh, you suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, tell your friends. At tell least. your friends. Um, share the show with a, with a friend or a loved one or, you know, someone you like or someone you don't like. Just just tell somebody. Yeah, have a, have a podcast listening party. Those happen, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah do some, something like that. Give some five-star ratings on iTunes or on Stitcher or on SoundCloud or wherever you hear us. That gets us a better opportunity to reach out to other weird nerds like us uh you could find andy on twitter at uh uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sweet justice one that's o-n-e sweet yeah that, there one. um uh tw- tweet at him and tell him that that he's jerk for not for being in the ghost dimension yeah this week yeah he'll we'll we'll, we'll rescue him don't worry yeah also i want to i want to do a quick plug before we uh wrap up the show um friend of the show ryan has launched her own podcast and it's available now. Yeah. Coffee and cannibalism. Cannibalism on coffee, but that's okay. Yes, that is it. That one. Yeah, that it's one. That one. That I'm one. sorry, Ryan. I'm real tired. I wanted I wanted to give you a shout out, but I'm tired. Ryan, we love you. Can- cannibalism and, and coffee. And it's available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And I believe they already posted the first episode. I think the second episode comes out Thursday. But yeah, we'll bother Ryan, and we will totally include it in the show notes and please support her she's been a really awesome friend on the show an honorary nerd pal a reserve member like exactly like like uh like wolverine who is who's a reserve member of the avengers or is a member of the avengers i know logan is i don't know if laura is they got the new avengers you know i don't know what they're doing over there there's like laura, eight laura avengers Avenger. team yeah just make 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 laura everything no yeah whatever but yeah, so uh, we'll post that in, in the show notes. So check out Ryan's new podcast. and Yeah, uh, maybe Ryan will show up on the show on a future episode and talk to us about her uh, show. Exactly. Cue back to like two minutes ago. Speaking of weird stuff, we also have Anime is Weird, our sister spinoff podcast. Yeah, where, that thing. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> where um, every month, uh, the first Friday of every month, uh, we watch the first six episodes of an anime we have never seen and give our thoughts and critiques and reviews on them. And we published the first episode already. It was Marvel Disc Wars, the Avengers. It was a lot of fun. Um, The next episode comes out Friday, March 4th, and we're going to be reviewing Codebreaker. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because it's a uh, show. Yeah. (laughs) I promise you it is a show. It's a show. It'll be there. Yeah, so that's also on the same RSS feed as Super Nerd Pals. So um, if you're not... Do nothing extra. Yeah. Just subscribe to Super Nerd Pals. Exactly. So stay tuned for everything. And yeah, this will be a good one. Yeah, so that's it, right? We're done? We're done. We're going to go to bed now? We're going to Power naps all the time. We're going to go right to bed now. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we will catch you next week. Peace out. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. Woo!